you stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder. Scruffy looking. Hello, what have we here? I just assumed he's a walking. Hey, it's me. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. Somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way. Scruffy listeners, welcome to episode 12 of Scruffy Looking Podcasters. I am your host, Ed Bosshart, and it is October 30th, 2017, and we are less than 50 days from The Last Jedi. With me today, tonight... Whenever you're listening to it, <laughs> yeah, which is one my is it? Always co-host Kev Garbit. How are you doing? Hey, hello, 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 hello. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, How are you, sir? How are you? Sir? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And you? Yeah, absolutely awesome. That's good. And uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, <laughs> depending on your opinion, James oh, is not. <laughs> James that's is controversial, isn't it? That, that's controversial. Yeah, we could have an entire podcast. You know, eventually, that. eventually, we're going to get to do a podcast where all three of us are on. Because I missed last week. Yeah, oh I mean, what is happening? We are what dysfunctional. At least we keep putting shit out there. Shit. Yeah. Being the, shit, the literally. real word. <laughs> <laughs> we keep oh. putting shit out there. and People keep listening, thank goodness. So, Hopefully. yeah. Uh, yeah. So he might join us later. He said he might call in, but unfortunately, the state of Maine here, the northeastern part of the U.S., has been hit by a windstorm slash rainstorm and power outages all over, internet outages. So James has lost his internet and or and his I think his parents had lost power. So he was hosting his parents. So he couldn't really jump on yet. Yeah, so, so what happened? What's happened then? Is it bad? Or? It's bad for the state, but we, mm. we're we in the fucking great white north, so like we recover from shit like this pretty fast. Like If we mm. were down four hours south of here, it would take a month plus for people to get their power back. But for us, it would right. be like a week or two. Okay. So, so, how, so yeah, For the people James... that will, like the max time. Yeah. Is James further south than you then? Yeah. Well, he's yeah, only so, like an hour south, 40 minutes. Well, that's okay. Yeah. Everyone's all good. He, Everyone's okay. He, I don't think he even lost power. He only lost internet. Ah, uh, okay. I lost everyone... power during the day, but never lost internet. So, right. there you go. So, the important things were fine. The internet was fine. You know, all that. that you know, yeah. All your, all your family blew away. You know, all your belongings. <laughs> but, you know, internet's fine. As we could long as I everything. have <laughs> my podcasting equipment here, we're good. We're good to go. Yeah. Uh, when I say where are the when I say where are the twins and where's where's the wife and uh, you know where's the dog you go I don't know I don't know they blew away. To <laughs> uh, <laughs> live my life like Vader, not taking care of his twins. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, remember Ed, attachment is forbidden. Attachment is forbidden. <laughs> yes, Just remember that. That's the Jedi way. 
What a load of bollocks. <laughs> so let's get some business out of the way here. Uh, our email is scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. And sizzle, sizzle, we got a couple emails. So we might read them on air and talk about them if we got some time. Um, you can find the podcast on Twitter at, at Scruffy Podcast. You can find James, if you so wish, at Hebert207. You can find me at, at Scruffy Looking Ed. And you can find Kev. Where can we find you? Uh, at KPG1974. Nice. And we are part of the Radio Free Podcasting Network at www.radiofreepodcasting.com. Please leave your reviews on iTunes. Tell us we're awesome. Tell the <laughs> world we're awesome because it helps others find our podcast and makes us feel better and want to do this free stuff for you every week. Mm. Uh, also, send in any questions you want us to read on the air. We will discuss them within ourselves and entertain you as best we can. Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was is, that our gla- is that our Gladiator podcast? That's that one. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's We've crossed that over now. Oh, that's shit. that one. Yeah. Wrong podcast. Yeah. Oh, Sorry. Oh, Sorry. Right. Never mind. That's a, yeah, that's the other one. Don't, don't forget that. So, we've been discussing we should have a new segment. Right, Kev? We're going to yeah. name... What were we going to name it? The uh, three of us. The three of us have discussed um, a new segment. And we were... And I believe... Is it... Are you kidding me? Yes. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Is the name... I'm blind! ...of this segment. It's just going to be a short one after every intro. And we're just going to tell the listeners a random fact from the Star Wars universe. It can be canon... It can be from the expanded universe, from, you know, before the official Disney takeover. Uh, It can be (laughs) from the making of the films to, like, the lore. Anything in Star Wars that's like, what? That happened? Or that's the way it is? Like, what? So we'll just have one random fact, and we'll take turns doing it every week. Does that sound good to you, Kev? That sounds awesome. Yeah, we all agreed it. We uh, we came up with it, didn't we? The three of us. So um, yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, just a little something different, isn't it? Something new for people. Yes, yes, but- yes. And okay, so yes, you might know about it already. You might know the random facts that we bring up, but we're just bringing them up because we're like, what the fuck? But this depends on how varied our listeners are because you get the yeah if we I get know. The, the you got the yeah. fucking hardcore people like yeah that's how it is yeah but then you get some of my friends who are not star wars nerds like we are that go wow that would be news to me are you kidding me a surprise to be sure but it will come up so my first the very Let's hear first it, one. Let's go with it. Let's go with I'll it. I'll take the first one because <laughs> whatever. Uh, there is a drink in the Star Wars universe called Bantha Blood Fizz. Ooh. Doesn't that sound so refreshing? <laughs> <laughs> so, Can you imagine walking up to the bar and ordering one of those? I would like a Bantha Blood Fizz. I'd li- yeah. Oh, no. Make it two. 
Make it two. Make it two oh. Bantha blood fizzes. Yeah. Come and on. And a Bantha, as we know, in the Star Wars universe, is those giant fucking hairy things that Tusken Raiders ride around on Tatooine. But, uh, so Bantha blood fizz is a sparkling Ooh. beverage, which I assume would be, like, carbonated, made from purified Bantha blood. <laughs> I'm glad you said blood there and not piss or something. <laughs> and this is from Wikipedia, if anyone's going to question it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just... We're not just making shit up. <laughs> Do you know Have what? you I'm heard that make... before, Ken? I- I'm gonna... No, I haven't. I- I'm going to make something up and just see... <laughs> see if I can get it into the Star Wars. That universe. could be another segment, like, <laughs> like fucking like bullshit. Yeah, James maybe, and I can but, call bullshit on whether other facts you bring up. Yeah, we could do that. And I, and I say, is this is this fact or <laughs> fact or fiction or something? And just go like, have oh. I made this up or is this real? And uh, yeah, uh, hold on, I gotta drink some Bantha Blood Fizz. One sec. Are you actually? Yeah. Mm. Ah. What's your what's your what's your opinion of it? Is it? <sighs> it's is purified. that a tasty beverage? What is that a tasty pur- beverage or is it? <laughs> I just keep reading it. Purified Bantha Blood. Like, what can that even taste like? Purified. It's purified. Back I mean, there's like congealed blood that like yeah. some cultures in our world eat. Yeah, but that's like solid, uh, purified bantha blood. Hmm. So, does it say it is readily available throughout the galaxy? Um, that's all <laughs> the only thing it says is it's a sparkling <laughs> beverage made from purified bantha blood, and it's from Star Wars. Absolutely everything <clears throat> you need to know. Hmm. Which is a book, apparently. Wow. Wow. Part of the journey to the Star Wars Force Awakens initiative. Or <laughs> <sighs> part of Disney. Bantha so. Blood Fizz. Bantha Blood Fizz. Yeah. Do you know Isn't what, though? Crazy. Wouldn't you just love to try that? Doesn't that make you want to know what next week's <clears throat> Are You Kidding this... Me fact is? <laughs> anyway. You see, that's got. That's just got people right. intrigued now, hasn't it? They're just Let's like, bring in wow. some listeners. Let's bring in some what, okay. what a segment this is. This is amazing. Look at this, yeah. All right, let's move so, on. Kev, what, yes. how was your week in Star Wars? Two weeks, because you weren't there last week. It's been hectic. It's been hectic. Um, here last week, I guess. Yeah. Um, in fact, I can't even remember half the stuff that I bought and what I've got and everything else. So uh, the main one, which uh, we discussed, which at the time was quite intriguing because it was you and James who reminded me. So I have now hit the milestone of 101 Star Wars autographs. I've gone over oh, the 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm the one that let you know about that. You did. I, <laughs> I will let the audience know. Kev's like, I got these autographs. I'm like, dude, that means you got over 100. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I guess that's. I was, I was. You see, Ed, I've just become so blasé about it now. I'm just like, yeah, it's another one, you know. Well, you're fucking so. living the high life with it. I'm oh, just fucking living the dream, mate. I am absolutely living the dream with these autographs. I'm telling you. So um, yeah, we, um, me and my friend Gemma went to Comic Con in London on Saturday. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, it was really good. There wasn't many Star Wars guests there. We, um, but I got two. Two more that I hadn't got from the Star Wars universe. So I got uh, Guy Henry, who was the uh, actor stroke. Oh, how do you say? 
That's a voice uh, actor, motion act, motion. Yeah, capture motion guy. capture for talking. Yeah, for going talking really. in Rogue One. They yeah, used his body and his. Yeah, mouth yeah. Movement. I mean, you, you, yeah, it was a great. You know, it was it was great how they did it. So, and he was great. And I also saw that, uh, which was quite cool, that he has been inducted to the 501st Garrison as well on that day so that was really cool nice, nice. and and then i got jerome blake who i'd never got before he was obviously quite a lot of massa from the prequels and did, in fact he was in every single prequel film i think he's done about seven or eight different roles so i got him as well so i was on i was on the magic number of 99 nice. so that has now took me over to the big 101 so you, and, didn't, you didn't take my advice and get some janitor at at uh, Pinewoods to sign something. <laughs> <laughs> just to get over 100. Yeah, just say to him, were you in Star Wars? No, but, but you were but did around you Star Wars, weren't you? Set? Yeah, you were. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just sign this for me, mate, and then I'll be on 100 autographs. <laughs> and, yeah. I've got to get this I've got to get this 8x10 photo of you, mate, uh, just to, you know, just to, just to complete just the collection. I'm really happy and hug me. <laughs> And let me get a picture with you as well, because that you know that's got to be done as well, sort of thing. So, um, so yeah, so that was it. Then, um, so Sunday was um, we were in London again at the Royal Albert Hall, and we were we went to the Symphonic Star Wars Orchestra, um, which was absolutely fantastic. For anyone who's been to the Royal Albert Hall in London, it is just absolutely spectacular um and it was a oh two and a half hour concert of live star wars music with the um uh, london symphonic orchestra and it was just amazing absolutely from all movies uh yeah how they did it um they just started with the main star wars thing and then they went film by film so they they did like um I think they played about three pieces from The Phantom Menace, obviously finishing with a Jewel of the Fates. Then they went on to episode two. So they did the love theme, but then rather bizarrely, they put Yoda's theme and the Imperial March in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. So I have a question. Did they do the thing where they had a screen showing like no. movie scenes? No. No. It was just purely the music with just like lights effects and things like that. But they, so, had, um, they like they like divided it into movies. Yeah. So so they did the first <clears throat> the first hour was pretty much the prequel trilogy, and then they had a little intermission, and then they came back and and then did like episodes four, five, six, and seven, nice. and it was just yeah. So it was it was it was great. Um, yeah, so the episode two bit was really weird because that was like they, they did like the love theme from episode two, but then they did Yoda's theme and the Imperial March, which are I obviously like from episode five. Yeah, or yeah. if anything, three. Yeah, like that's I think you hear it in three at the end. Well, yeah, well no, the Imperial March is at the end of episode two, isn't it? When um, Bail Organa and Palpatine are on the balcony, and then the Imperial March kicks in a little ah, bit, but not yes. So that, that that was like I think that's why they put that there. Um, oh, that's picky. That's oh picky. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But it was it was quite strange to have those two pieces of music at that point because obviously Yoda's theme. I mean Yoda's in episodes one, two, and three. So why are they why are they put Yoda's theme in with Attack of mm. the Clones was 
Um, I'd save it for five. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we were trying to work out and say, well, was that because, you know, I mean, the soundtrack to The Empire Strikes Back is pretty much faultless, and there's so many bits of music that they couldn't play from that. Um, so for Revenge of the Sith, all they played was the uh, Battle of the Heroes, because they had a choir there. They had a full choir there at the back. So they did for the Battle of the Heroes and Duel of the Fates. That was brilliant, you know, with the big choir kicking in. Um, so then they had the intermission and then episodes four. Um, what did they do from that? They did the uh, the TIE Fighter attack. Uh, they did Princess Leia's theme. Mm. Then they went on to episode five and they did the asteroid field. Um mm. A little bit from the Cloud City. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that episode. And, and they did quite a lot from Return of the Jedi. They did oh, about four I, pieces. There's, from a, there's a, a segment from that Cloud City when they pick up Luke from the underneath. Oh, person. yeah. Yeah. Oh, when when the fucking strings start doing that. Oh my god. Well they did they did um I, that's like the, a fucking soundtrack orgasm right there. Well well they did they did the little segment from when Han gets frozen um in Carbonite and obviously that was like, you know, um just amazing. Um they did yeah, then they did quite a few little pieces from Return of the Jedi, sort of the um the attack on Endor, uh, things like that. So they then did episode seven. So they did <clears throat> like March of the Resistance race theme, and then <clears throat> finished with like the very last scene with Luke. Then the end credits, and then they went off and then came back and did the throne room from A New Hope. Nice. Um, and then finished with the Imperial March again, and it was yeah. I mean. So I, I I have a question yeah. for you now that we're talking about music. Uh, we got the groundbreaking, everyone knows it, melody. Yeah. The Imperial March in episode five. Do you think something similar will happen in episode eight? Yeah. There'll be a brand new theme. Yeah, it's got to be, haven't it? For the uh, for the uh, <clears throat> first order, yeah, you think? Yeah, I think so. Well, we didn't in episode. Did we get something in episode two? I feel like we got something really good in episode one with Duel of Fates. Um, well, episode two is the love theme. Really, that was the main theme from that. Yeah. <clears throat> that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That one. Stop it, Kev. Yeah. Oh, my God. oh, I'm melting you now, aren't I? I'm melting your heart. <laughs> I'm just melting you now, mate. Just, you know. So even that terrible little scene when they're about to go into the Geonosian arena and it all, and then that bit's amazing. That music kicks in and it is pretty amazing, even though the dialogue's terrible. Um, and then that episode three gave us the battle for the heroes. That one. Which, yeah, so. So good. Yeah, so there's generally been something from each film. I mean, like Force Awakens gave us race theme, which I think was the main one. Um, it was great as well because they played like Kylo's bit, uh, you know, that big bombastic sort of Kylo Ren theme in, in the in the orchestra as well. So that was. But you, but the Imperial March. Speaking of bombastic, like yeah, I mean, oh my god, 
Like, how can you even get close to that? Like, I want to talk to John Williams and be like, how are you going to match that without using it? Well, the one thing that, that, that when you watch that live, when you watch an orchestra live, I'm not a, by any means a connoisseur of it, but just to watch that the whole orchestra of musicians just p- performing that and just seeing everything that's going on, you know, was yeah. Well, I can amazing. imagine and it you, because and you and you think to yourself, how do you write something like that? You know, how do you actually even my my write dream. Something? My dream would be to play it because I played yeah. violin in high school and in college mm. in wow. some yeah. pretty intense situations. And it is, it can get pretty epic feeling. Like I've sat in a small like chamber orchestra with, with like a hundred plus chorus in a horseshoe around me sing. And it wow. was, it, it like in practice yeah. i was like blown away like i can't imagine what duel of fates would have been like with a chorus like that around me i would have it was, just like it was, stopped playing was, and started crying yeah it was fine thinking it, it just was especially i mean that the duel of the fates and the um the battle of the heroes because of the you know because they're the only two that have the choir in it so Obviously, you know, the Duel of the Fate starts up and then the choir kicks in and it just blows you. Oh, yeah. It's just like, wow, that is just stunning. You know, so absolutely good. stunning. And um, But it was just, yeah, it really was just a, a fantastic experience, experience you know, right. just, to, just to... I mean, the one thing, a couple of, you know, there was obviously the quibbles with the, with the music being a little bit out of order for each film, but that's just minor sort of thing. I, I, I was kind of... I was I was similar to you, Ed, actually, and I did think, would they put some images or things to to the to the screen, you know, like <clears throat> um, have like a movie screen up and maybe play something to that. And I also thought they might have brought some guests out, you know, or have some special guests there, um, which was a little bit disappointing. I know the host did say that. Um, um, Spencer Wilding was supposed to be there. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, but he said he, he something had come up. He was, I think he said something like he was filming or something. Or so, um, I don't know. So, but so that was. Yeah, so I was hoping that what? they brought some. That they would have brought somebody out. You know, I thought maybe they could have had a guest there. Yeah. Um, but but just just one really really weird thing happened because they had. Um, I think his name was Mark Silk, who uh, he'd done a voice in the Phantom Menace, and he was like the um, the host of it. So he talked you through each film and so on and so forth. And um, at one point, he said um, there were a couple of Star Wars actors in the audience, but I'm not allowed to name them. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and he says, however, I will say that one of them's called Natalie. And hello, Natalie. Shut up. Yeah. Well, of course, then there was like this ripple of, ooh, around it. When you, but then that was it. That was as far as it went. So, and we were like, that cannot be Natalie Portman, surely. So, wow. can you, who do you, who else could that be? That's uh, my question to you. Ed. Like, hello, Natalie, as in like. Yeah, that, that was. Like, hi, Natalie. Or as in, like, there's something called Hello, Natalie. 
I don't know. He just literally said, there's, a star, there's two Star Wars actors in the audience. He says, I can't say who they are. They've asked, you know, but I will say that one of them is called Natalie. And hello, Natalie. Well, there's no other fucking... No! There's, that's, that's... So, of course, so that was it. And he left that there, and we were all like... And you immediately grabbed, like, something she could sign and ran around looking was... for her. <laughs> And I was running around the Albert Hall going, make it 102 autographs, make it 102. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Natalie Portman? Where is she? So, I mean, I know, you, you know, obviously with, with stars and how vast it is, I'm thinking it's probably somebody called like Natalie Jones or something. He was like a, <laughs> the janitor. Somebody in, yeah, it was in, <laughs> she's a, <laughs> Natalie the custodian. Anyway. She was a janitor at uh, Elstree Studios, and uh, I'll still get her autograph, Ed. I'll still get her autograph. Well, yeah, it really counts. Care. Count it. <laughs> but that was... Isn't that a weird thing to say, though? Don't you think? Oh, of course it is. I mean, not weird, I guess, if they allow it. It'd yeah. be weird if Natalie was like, fucking what? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, so what What did you get last couple weeks ago? Um, I, I got... Um, you're talking about my new sideshow collectibles. Uh, and Rex. Oh, sorry, I spoiled it. Continue. <gasps> oh. oh, yeah. So um, the first things I got were um, my awesome Han Solo in carbonite um, sideshow collectible figure, oh. uh, six scale, um, all working, all. Um, does it make you? Can I ask you? Does it make you want the full scale? Oh yeah! Fuck yeah! Just like, oh. just like lay it down and have it as like a coffee table. You see that? That's the dream, isn't it? Just to have that as a coffee table and just to have that. Do you know how many, oh. Can you imagine how many Star Wars fans have said that? Yeah, <laughs> I want. I know. I want Han and Carbonate as my coffee yeah. table. That's my coffee table. That is the coffee oh table. Oh my god! So, the thing is, though, because I, I think now um, I've got. I've got the Vader, I've got the Stormtroopers, I've got a Chewie, I've got a 3PO, I've got the Hanning Carbonite, I've got the Boba Fett. So I'm getting close to that carbon freezing chamber scene from The Empire Strikes Back to have, you know, and I'm just like, oh, oh you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, but how, it is How are you going to do that? Are, how are you going to, like, how are you going to like, I couldn't do set? it. I just couldn't. No, I just couldn't. You couldn't, like, have somebody customize, like, a, a scenery for well, that? Well, that, that's the only thing, but how much would that cost, and where would I put it? Um, well, see, yeah, see it, if they take a payment plan. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over that there's payment plans, plans for fucking yeah. sideshow. Oh, my God. I mean, oh, it's great, isn't it? And they go, like, pay pay so much a month, and... I mean, that, that to me is... That's why I've got so many, because it's so easy. I'm that's just great. on there going, fuck that, I'll have that, I'll have that, I'll have that. <laughs> fucking, how much is that? $60 so, a month, done. <laughs> that's it, I'm fucking sorted. Send it me now. How many, um, How many? can I ask you? How yeah. many in your possession are you still paying for? None. Oh. Okay. None. So it's not bad then. No. So you, you've got, only I'm done not, that, I mean, like... I assume you've only done that for a couple of them then. If you're still not. Well, no, because no, generally, um, because I've collected them. When was my first one? My first one was... The very first one I got would be six-scale Darth Vader. But what they do, which is good, is that you pre-order them, and they're generally released either six to 12 months later. 
So you pay for them each month until they're released, and then they just send them you. That's sweet. So, yeah, so it's, it's, it's quite straightforward. You never buy them, and then you're paying for them over oh, whenever it is. Okay, cool. Yeah, so um, they're quite, yeah, it's quite... So you're like, I'll take it in three months when it's done paying for and or whatever? No, they just, they just, they're always on pre-order. So they'll say, okay, this figure is going to be released in, um, like, uh, what have I got on pre-order at the minute? Have I got one on pre-order? Uh, Obi-Wan? I, I assume Obi-Wan. No. no. No, I didn't get that one. What the um, fuck? Oh, because there might be a movie. <laughs> I understand. I know what you're thinking. There might yeah, be a movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, oh, yeah, the only one I've got on order is the, the Princess Leia from the Empire Strikes Back one. So that is really Ooh, in the Hoth outfit? Yeah. Oh, love it. Love it. So I think that so let me see. That that gets released. I think it's January, February next year. So what do you call that? That's not fall, is it? What do they call that in oh, that's like fucking winter, pretty much. Winter. Yeah. So but I pre ordered that about three months ago, so my payment plan is like forty dollars a month until it gets released. So then it just then they'll just ship it to me in January, February and I'll have paid for it. Nice. That's yeah. I so, mean that's how often do you see cosplay of Leia Empire Strikes Back Hoth? Not very often. Not often. And that's that's a good fucking cost. I like that. Mm. Like the like vest and shit. I love that Leia look, I do. I think that's amazing. So um I mean at the Comic Con on Saturday, I mean it's like anything. It's um the main what was the main the main Star Wars one? It's probably Ray at the minute. There was quite a lot of Rays about. Um, yeah, I bet. But because it was a general Comic Con rather than a Star Wars one, I think the main the, the only ones you see you, you see a thousand and one flipping Harley Quinns for women, and then you see a thousand and one <laughs> Negans for men, don't you? How many yeah. Negans do you see now from fucking Walking Negans. Dead? Like fuck I, me, mate. But I will. So easy, I it? will shout out to Johnny Grasso of Rogue One podcast. He did do a pretty sweet Negan costume this year mm. for Halloween, and he said it was his first ever. Yeah, or first in recent times costume in a while and it looked pretty sweet slicked his hair oh, back awesome. and everything oh yeah good stuff good. good man good man yeah but like the, the, the definitely the last two comic cons we've been to the the most popular for men is negan and the most popular for women is harley quinn um without a shadow um mm-hmm. and then yeah uh, from the comic con there was the uh captain rex black series exclusive um so i picked that one up as well so that's gone with my other Black Series exclusives. Um, pretty sweet. I sent you the pics, didn't I? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm kind of jealous because I've grown to like Rex. I think just because I'm seeing him in Rebels. You mm. know, like... And I like Rex, yeah. That's why I got it, to be honest. Because I kind of thought he's not... You know... Um, well, he's he's become kind of the... Like, the... The... the um, the representative for all the clones, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like well, to say to say the clones are supposed to be just that clones and not particularly, you know, have their own personality and stuff. He's pretty, it's pretty good in it. They've, they've done pretty well with him. I really like that. What's it? And then when I saw the the exclusive black series, because I really like some of these black series um, figures. Well, the ones um, that they keep showing that are coming out soon. Holy mm, shit! Even though I know. Even the uh, first thing we're going to talk about on the news coming up, mm-hmm. 
looked pretty awesome, but we'll get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but then there were, there were uh, I mean, I got quite a few little bits and pieces from the comic con. I got a couple of t-shirts and a couple of posters and just things like that. Um, it was a, yeah, it was great. Actually. It was a really good, it's just been a brilliant weekend. Um, pretty much. And that was Comic-Con London Comic Con? London. Yes. Yeah, nice. Yes. At the XL in London. So that the XL was where they had the, um, Star Wars celebration. Well, James, in London, James and I were like, what the fuck? He just randomly like, yeah, I just got a couple more signatures. Uh, what? <laughs> Where the fuck was he? You see, I'm uh, so blocked. Like, you just like show there's random conventions happen in London like every <clears throat> two months, and you're like there. They are. I mean, funnily enough, there was a thing online about the. I mean, I've got, I've got two more coming up. I've got one in Manchester coming up. Um, I think that's December. I've got one in Coventry coming up, which I think is December. Because there's a Star Wars 40th anniversary one, and there's some guests there I haven't whose autographs I've not got. Um, That's what's great about England; everything's so condensed. They, they, they have right that, there. That's what I mean. I, well, because because of where I live, because like, so I live in between Nottingham and Derby, which is the Midlands. I've got easy access to pretty much, so ah, it's never far. So you're a Midlander. I'm a Midlander, absolutely. So <laughs> is like that a London, thing? I just made that up. I don't know. No, that is pretty much. That's not bad going, actually. I mean, yeah. So, you know, when they have these, so like Manchester's north of me, which is two hours away. London is south of me, which is like two hours away, and then Coventry's like forty-five minutes away, and I'm pretty much have easy access to anywhere, you know, to go to to get any signatures that I need or any anything else. Um, but the Manchester one, there's only um, the new Chewbacca there. How do you pronounce his name? Junus? Oh, Jonas. Suatamo. Jonas something? Yeah, I'd say Jonas. But... Su- yeah, Suatamo. So I'm going to get that one because so, he's he's there. I mean, that's just like a general one because I think oh, people like... The new computer-generated Chewie? Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. That Oh, dear. Yeah. That's not good, is it, that? Oh, but then the Coventry one, I know there's a few coming up there. I mean, there's, there's still some more in between, but nothing that I really want to go to. So, But they are, for some reason in the UK, these sort of things are quite popular. Um, yeah, I'm jealous. So is James. And they come up. We talked yeah. about it this past weekend yeah. at our Halloween. Well, we can move on to my week. So let's go to you. Come yeah, on. Yeah, so we had a yeah, Halloween yeah. party, and I dressed up as a Jedi with Luke, Return of the Jedi lightsaber. Uh, I had to, I, it broke. A little yeah, bit. You've got to t- it didn't so, really so, break, but uh, I freaked out about it because it thought it break broke. What 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 happened? Because I saw the pictures and you kept we kept yeah. Messages well, the pictures were forward, it so. working. Yeah. Well, so, I've got to say the the pictures of you and just are we saying we were James having was, fun? Then? We were having fun. James dressed up as Kylo Ren. I was yeah. I was a Jedi, uh, and naturally, when you bring toddlers to a halloween party you have to bend down every now and then and pick one up especially if you have twins yeah and in the process my lightsaber would drop off of the hook that it was on because i'm squatting down like a nice crossfit person and uh it would drop that foot or foot and a half and yeah Every other one, it would just not want to turn back on. And I'd be like, oh, the safety's on or whatever. And then the final one, it was like this, 
the the electronics had come undone from where they were being held. And I didn't realize this. I went out to the car. I was freaking out about it. And I'm like, well, it's not working. I, I, the, the prong for the, the charger wasn't visible anymore. And I'm like, fuck. Anyway, I freaked out. I became a fucking, like, louse. <laughs> I don't know. Like, 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 James came. I was like, hey, where are you? We're taking pictures. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm in the car, like, trying to fix it. <laughs> oh. Jesus. Anyway, so the final pictures were just me having it on my belt. But the next day, I went in there, unscrewed the thing, went in there, and fixed it. So it's all good now. So Uh, it's 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 fixed and good. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it is a saber forge lightsaber. It didn't stay in place like the 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 housings for the 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 charger and the button came undone uh, when dropping it a few times from a foot. Literally, because I was squatting down. Yeah. A foot and a half, maybe. Oh, no. Off the ground. But those things are fucking heavy, you know? So I guess it'd be understandable. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But I was able to, so, like, put it back together and fix it. So by myself. Did you did you fix it the day after, then? Yeah, yeah. Sunday, yeah. I did. But uh, you, had a good, you had a good party, though. Oh, it was great. Party. It was, yeah, James yeah. puts on a great party every time. I'll be back there for a Christmas gala he's got where we all dress up nice. Oh, I'll put brilliant. on a nice Star Wars tie for him. Is that the yeah? Because you, you were you were texting today saying about the garden, and I was like, "What's that?" Yeah, What's I wanted that? to wear like those Oppa suits. Oppasuits dot yeah. They have these Star Wars ones that are <clears throat> fucking legit, awesome. Yeah. And he's like, "No, it's formal." I'm like, God damn it! All right. So fine. you can't you can't you can't use the Star Wars things. Then. No, I'll do the I'll do the tie, maybe the socks, you know, maybe cufflinks or something. He's, but I've got to say, just as a... He can't do anything. I should just show up like that. <clears throat> fuck it. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah, yeah. He's owner of the host, isn't he? He can kick you out. I, I should mean, just show up with a Snoke robe on. A nice gold <laughs> fucking Snoke robe and like a belt, like like a bathrobe. <laughs> fuck yeah. That's a gala kind of fucking costume right there. Yeah, that's the fucking kind of gala you want to be at. Isn't it? This is like, I'm, I'm going to Snoke. Well, what hey, are you gonna do about it? speaking of yeah. Snoke, I got my Snoke. And I hear you got yours today. Oh, Black I Series. I have him <clears throat> set up currently. I have him set up on his throne looking at me in front of my mouse, in front of the mouse pad. He is just like, you better fucking do this podcast right, motherfucker. <laughs> looking at me. Fulfill me that your look. destiny. Yes. Yes. Andy Circus <laughs> going to town. Oh, God, yeah. What a man. What a... Oh, yeah. So yeah. that brings me up with something I saw on Twitter. Uh, there was a thing someone did like on the history of motion capture and they were mm-hmm. saying it all, you know, Andy Serkis was the pioneer in the acting for it and he did, you know, Gollum and shit and now he's doing uh, Star Wars and Ahmed Best. Ahmed Best. And for the listeners that don't know who Ahmed Best is, he did Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks. He the took, legendary. He, the legendary. Jar Jar, 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 Jar Binks. Binks took the quote, took the tweet, quoted it, and be like, "I don't know about this. I, I don't remember the exact quote, but he's like, I think it's not right because I had a huge part in this too. Yeah. And I'm gonna be completely honest. Uh, writing and character aside, agreed. Right? Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Huge. Mm. This was. 
What? Ni- two th- 1990, late 1990s? So the fa- the, well, I know the Phantom Menace is 1999. Yeah, so it must have been 96 to 99 he was filming it. So when when's the Fellowship of the Ring? Oh, after that. It's got to be. I is mean, it? I can do the Google. Oh, this Google. is where we need James because he's a bit of a... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a big fan of Lord of the Rings. So when would that be? 2001, 2002? It's, it's. I think it's in the two thousand. Oh, here I got it. Here. Uh, yeah. Have a. Two thousand one. Well, there you go. Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. So. Yeah. He was definitely the, the, pioneer. Or. Because I, I. Yeah. Because I mean. And it's not just him. It's the people behind him. Lucasfilm. Yeah. Like Lucasfilm should be credited more than, whoever's behind Lord of the Rings. But Sorry, that, James. That's, I didn't that's know down who. to the fact of. Isn't that just a fact that like. You know, comparing the two as characters, I mean, let's not even get into that because, you know, f- forget that side of it. But from a actual, you know, digital standpoint, then obviously Jar Jar was surely used to... I mean, I know this, there must have been like... Are there any other CG characters before that? I'm trying to think. I really honestly think... I mean, you, obviously you've was... got like... You've got like Roger Rabbit, and Either that was the all animated and CG, or, wasn't it? Yeah, or close to it, yeah. And things like that. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. It, but like, it makes it was, you just think about how he quoted it and said it, and the way he yeah. quoted it. And I was like, I felt really bad for him. Mm. I really did. Like, and I was like, you know what? That was like years before Andy Serkis even, yeah, did it, and they didn't say anything about him. Yeah. And they didn't even mention Ahmed Besson. Nope. That's that's not right, is it? Yeah, that's sad. Absolutely. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, we, that, I mean, any, I mean, it, it, you do think though a lot of that is down to the fact that that obviously, I mean, Jar Jar is just so universally Hated. despised that they've probably just <laughs> gone. Yeah, and I mean, compared to Gollum, I, I'm so, going to be honest. I've grown to not mind him, but. I understand that the uh, oh really okay dislike. well with Jar Jar yeah but I, I mean I kind of feel sorry for for Ahmed Best because I know he's had to shun like oh for sure yeah yeah he's had to shun a lot of the um, I feel bad for all the actors mm. honestly yeah you did uh, you've got it Natalie Portman had you? to dig herself out of that the hole and um, Hayden Christensen is just like I'm just gonna oh do my yeah, own, yeah you know well like, Jake Jake Lloyd's the Prime oh. example. Yeah, and he I mean, took he took it hard mentally. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Which yeah, it's really sad and really, you know, for something that, you know, it wasn't his fault. They were badly written and badly directed, were they? A lot of the actors on that. I mean, yeah. I even think this is we mentioned this before with like, it makes me smile because the Ewan McGregor one's the prime example where people were slating Ewan McGregor's performance as Obi Wan Kenobi at the time. I remember it. And yeah. then now there's the talk of a new Obi-Wan film and people are going, well, yeah, but he was by far the best thing about the prequels. And you go, well, sorry, but at the time people weren't saying that. They really weren't, Ed. Right. They really weren't, were they? And, yeah, I feel a little bit sorry for a lot of people in that because I think when you read the interviews and watch the documentaries, literally when you've got one actor standing in front of nothing else but green screens and how, you know, how can you, 
you know, and it's Star and Wars. It's fucking Star mm. Wars. They'll jump on yeah. board anything at that yeah. point. But anyway, <laughs> let's get into the news. Mm. Finally. So, uh, Porks. That is the prime news tonight because I'm in control <laughs> of the news. <laughs> so, Ed, what, what's the time count of the Porg count this time? What, how long is well, that? Uh, 40... <laughs> I feel like we brought it up before, though. We haven't brought it up this yeah, episode think, yet? Yeah, well, I think we did. We must have done... Uh, no, I hinted. It. I sizzled it. I sizzled yeah, it. Yeah, you uh, did. But you it did. really was 44 minutes. But okay. Yeah. Black Series, Porgs. Boom. Boom. Let that settle in your head a little bit. You see, anyone would think that this would... Uh... This wasn't planned, but because we've talked about how good the Black Series figures are, and then we've just brought it round to the ultimate in the Black Series figures, haven't we? Well, I mean, Porks. if you're done Black Series, this might be one <laughs> you can come back for. <laughs> it's only six bucks. Yeah? Yeah, and you get two that, of them. Are they only six dollars? That's what it says. Uh, according to Star Wars Underworld... The figures right. will hit shelves in spring of 2018 and will retail for 5.99 US dollars. Well, I wonder if they're going to be like really small then. Uh, I assume so. I mean, they're porgs, but they're releasing yeah. it as a two-pack. Yeah. As part of their six-inch scale line, for the yeah. for the movie. So, I presume Ed, you will be. Oh uh, yeah. You know, like you don't have to finish the, the question. Forget, Forget, forget getting in line for the film and doing all that. Like you'll be like, I'm not bothered about the film. Where's my Black Series Porgs, lads? Come on. Where if it are is they? like, if it's like the same day as Han Solo's coming out, or Han, sorry, <laughs> Solo, Solo, a Star Wars story, <laughs> Solo. I'd be like, fuck that. I'm gonna get my Porgs. Just kidding. So that's not so true. Just, just a very quick. What's it? I heard James was dissing that last week. Is that right? The solo title or film? Or uh, something? We both were kind of just like, meh. yeah, meh. Right. What do you think? Mm. Yeah, same. Yeah. But I've seen a lot of, I don't know, I wasn't expecting it to be anything else but that, either a Han Solo film or a Han Solo story or something. I wasn't, yeah. so I wasn't really, I don't really know what people, some people were expecting that have taken against the title. It was always going to be something simple, wasn't it? Um, so. Well, I think I think because it spans so many years of his life, like seven mm. or whatever they say, and I, it also it makes it hard to name it anything else. But yeah. it does yeah. sound like like a backup plan, and they were like, "Fuck it, let's just name it that." Mm. Let's just fucking go with our backup plan because we can't think of anything better. Yeah, I, I don't, I mean, I, whatever, the, I just, I wasn't expecting it to be called anything else, so it was either going to be a Han Solo story or Solo a Star Wars story, so to me it's just, yeah, okay, fine, I never thought it was going to be anything else, so, yeah, anyway, I know you spoke about that last week, so let's not go on, but uh, yeah, I'm just... I think the black these Black Series Porg figures, it says they will be in scale with other Black Series 6-inch figures. <laughs> so, right. Thank God. So that's tiny, so, I guess. Because, yeah, like, you yeah. see, you see Chewie holding one in, a, in, in one of the Porgs. Yeah. I mean Porgs, in one of the Funkos, and it's, yeah. like, tiny. So... Well, yeah, looking at yeah. the shot in the, the Episode 8 trailer as well, you, you know, so... 
Well, even I think I, even in and let's let's bring it up now. It, today was released an international the international Last yeah. Jedi movie poster, and it shows a little bit different configuration of all the actors and characters that we know. Um, hmm. We don't have the the um, those speeders. What do you what do we call them again? Fuck. They're like skimmers, whatever those fucking things on crate that the resistance oh, uses. Oh, the res- yeah, the, the the resistance ones. Yeah, oh, good grief. Yeah, I know which ones you mean. Yeah. Um, <sighs> I feel like every other ep- episode I remember it, but this time I don't. Mm. Uh, but it shows Chewie with a fucking porg on his shoulder, and it's not even as tall as his head. So yeah. just imagine in a six-inch format how small that would be. Yeah. If Chewie's well, that- like seven or eight inches, how small is a porg? Gonna mm. be like an inch. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It. it, it um. Mm. Are but they anyway. called ski speeders? Yes. Yes. Mm. Thanks for googling it. I think yeah. you googled it. Did you? I heard typing. I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I, um, an old man. An old man googled something again. Fascinating nice. podcast gold. It works. It? it works. Ski speeders. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, yeah. So the poster. What do you think of the poster? Well, I was going to ask you, what do you think? First off, what do you think? Because, I mean, it, it, it's strange. Okay, I'll tell you. you. Know, you know, I'll tell me, you right I, now. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. of hash. I'm of hash. <laughs> I'm of half Asian descent. <laughs> and I'm thinking, this is an international poster. And you'd think Rose being the... the um, international representation in this among others but one of them one of the more prominent one they've been pushing would be a little more prominent in this poster and she is even she's just like the same size as the porg Mm. don't get me wrong Mm. i love porgs but porg isn't an acting and speaking character and act you know like an actor a person so i just thought it was not right seeing her that small in an international poster. Uh, yeah. Well, otherwise, one, what did you think well, about what that? Do you th- yeah, well, no, I wanted to... I know, I don't get... So if you take the original one where Luke is pretty much the prominent figure, isn't he, on the... Um, oh, in the background. The US yeah, one, yeah. yeah. So what... On the international one, why have they made it Ray? What do you think the reason for that is? Because if you look at it... Well, I you know, just think I honestly think it should be Ray to begin with, because I think Ray's the, the I mean, <clears throat> we've seen the Force Awakens and we've seen the trailer to this one. Like, but it's, I, but it's I pretty like focused the, around Ray. Mm, but I kind of like the fact that I mean, I prefer the the US release because I think Luke should be prominent with Ray and Kylo either side. Mm. And then when you look at the international one, it's got Ray as the prominent, and then Luke and Kylo side by side. Which, to me, doesn't doesn't seem to have a flow to it. Whereas Luke's the top one. No, Luke, Luke has trained Ben, and then he's trained, or he, he may train Ray in this next one. So he should be the prominent one with those two either side. <clears throat> yeah. Whereas this international one has a big picture of Ray at the top with Luke one side and Kylo Ren the other. I don't get why that would be different. 
I just don't see why they've changed that. I Unless think, from a, you know what I'm thinking from a marketing standpoint, possibly? Is um, it the female aspect? Oh, I think, I think maybe Star Wars nostalgia isn't as hyped outside yeah. of the U.S. That's interesting. So, yeah. this is just a guess. I'm not, this is based on no facts. But this might be why they're pushing Ray in the forefront because this movie was, The Force Awakens was successful outside of the U.S. Mm. So, and Ray was very, you know, prominent in that movie. So maybe they're they're pushing Ray internationally yeah. because mm. they know nostalgia isn't a big thing. But and then in in the U.S., we were all like, "Why did Luke have no lines?" You know, like mm. that was our big thing. Yeah, yeah. So now, like for in the U.S., they're like, "Well, let's push, which let's push Luke because that's mm. what we want." Yeah, and in absolutely. the in 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 outside of the U.S. and possibly the U.K., I mean, you can talk more on that. But uh, oh no, we'll we'll get probably, the same. As, we'll get the same as you. We will. We'll get the same. We'll get that poster. We'll get the the Luke one. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's. I let's, mean, that, let's talk about I mean, the the red herring in this new poster, though. Let the the fucking what the fuck is Luke holding? Hmm. Yeah, the lightsaber. Yeah, so for the listeners, yeah. the Last Jedi International poster, Luke is holding a lightsaber. Mm. Now, we know Kev has had a chub for Luke igniting the green, but... I've had a... I, I, I've, my full-on chubby has gone down to just a little seminar because it's blue and well, not it's, green. It's I mean... probably confused. It's got, like, blue balls right now, right? <clears throat> you, yeah. Like, what? Yeah. He's, he's holding... Anakin's lightsaber, or yeah, he's holding. It's a blue lightsaber. It's got that classic, that uh, camera thing on. What, what do you call it? That little knob well, on the end. Well, it's oh, a classic yeah, the, thing yeah. that you can tell it's his. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Well, it's the, obviously the one that Ray's giving back to him, isn't it? So, um, but this would tie in then with the. I don't know if you're going to mention this, Ed. The so-called leak this week with the Luke spoiler, isn't it? On the glass. Is it the glass where he's holding the lightsaber? Yeah. Yeah. So, all hints now. Is this just a little tease or is this actually proof that Luke's going to fight? What do you think? He's got to... He's got to is this just like, is he just going to take that lightsaber and light it, or is he actually going to fight with it? That's my... I don't know. <clears throat> uh, yeah. I think it's like him it's... holding it and maybe igniting it to help teach her. Yeah, that's what I think, rather than him actually say... But going right, back on, going back to defend Let's... myself, the Anakin's <laughs> lightsaber, Anakin's lightsaber, the original, which goes back to 1977, the original hilt was made from the flash attachment of a Graflex cell flash unit, which is a flash tube attachment used on cameras. <laughs> so that's yeah. what I was trying to get at. <laughs> yeah, like, whatever yeah, the okay. fucking thing yeah. is on the thing and the thing and the camera, like, I don't, you know. Let's not get, just go, there's that fucking big 
thing oh. blobby bit on the side. So you know it's that one. That so, could have been yeah. another like, are you kidding me? Fact. Mm. But anyway, yeah, well, I, I guess think. most Star Wars people know that. That it's two in one camera. Two in one episode. Let's just leave it at that. Two two little facts in an well, episode. I think but you're yeah, next. <clears throat> think of yours. Anyway, next week. Next week. <laughs> yep. Mm. Uh, so also with the poster, we got a trailer. Mm. We got a new international trailer, and I think with the Force Awakens international trailer, we got a little more. Mm. So I I watched this one, and I there's only a few scenes. I don't think there was any new dialogue. Maybe one. I think there was one. I think there's one bit. Yeah, isn't one it? bit there's by one... Ray, and and by Ray, yeah. Everything else was the same. Uh, you should all check it out. Nothing very spoilery. It was well, we get to see three PO, don't we? Yeah. So that go, let's get into it. Anything <clears throat> you want to go through? What you saw differently? Go ahead. Um, there was, I rem- there was the shot of Ray with the, you mentioned with the dialogue where she says, "I need help." I think that's um, new. Um, there was the BB-8 shot. Um, which I think looks like is on the Falcon, does it? Uh, yeah, uh, I, t- I couldn't tell, actually. He's, like, peeking around a yeah, corner. Yeah, it looks quite dark, doesn't it, and everything. Um, <clears throat> and then it, then I think the most, well, maybe fan-pleasing one from a an old-school Star Wars fan was a new shot of 3PO, wasn't it? On the, oh, um, yeah. Yeah. It was um, great, and like with the background and everything, it made him stand out. Oh, so yeah, cool. it looked really cool, didn't it? To be fair, yeah. So it was. Um, <clears throat> it looks like. Does it look like on a resistance base or something like that, or, or maybe a on a resistance ship? Yeah, yeah look at a, a con- sort of control panel. Um, I thought the biggest thing was Ray's line. The like, um, it showed her in a cave, right? Yeah, she's like, "I need help." Is that I need help. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I need help. Which, I mean, doesn't bring anything new. We've been assuming that she's going to Luke for help. So, yeah, and I think it makes sense. I think this is where the, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the original, the, the trailer, the, the one that we watched was that's at that point when she says, you know, I need someone to show me my place in all this. And that's that scene, isn't it? So, yeah. I don't, I think that sort of confirms to me that she's not with Kylo in that bit. Like it says in the trailer originally. Just to get what I mean. The, yeah. yeah. So, um, Oh, at the end. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So this goes into what we're going to talk about next. The, um, behind the scenes thing. <clears throat> so making star Wars did a great Jason Ward over at making star Wars. Dot net. Did a great uh, breakdown of it with screenshots and all. Mm. And we're going to just quickly go through the screenshots of this behind the scenes reel and talk about anything new and fascinating (laughs) (laughs) that we see. Um, So on USA Today, I believe it was, they did an exclusive behind the scenes video and it's Ryan Johnson talking throughout it and he has a great laugh did you hear it People yeah talking about it 
But yeah. he's really, he really, oh, he comes off as a genuine fan, and he says he collected the figures when he was little, and it's like, ah, oh, he's one of us. Let's hope he fucking does it right. <laughs> well, this is this is it. I mean, he's got to, right? I, I think when we were, you know, we watched, although we weren't watching, we watched this pretty much together, didn't we? The the, the behind the scenes video and. The one thing that leaps out to me is I just want this film to be great because Ryan Johnson is just so great. He's such a great guy. You're just going, it, yeah, it just seems like one of us. And he's, you know, he's talking about, it starts on the Falcon, doesn't it? And how he, his memories of that as a kid and everything. It was like, you know, this guy seems perfect for it, doesn't he? You just want it to be great for him. As, well, you know, I know for right. us as well, but you know, like uh, it's like it feel like we failed. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's a fantastic <laughs> video, isn't it? I really was, yeah, just yeah. Great. All right, so let's yeah, start it up. Fantastic. So, so the first ones, the first little thing we see is a uh, a clip of the Millennium, the blueprints of the Millennium Falcon. Uh-huh. Uh, nothing really new that I saw, unless I'm a real fucking nerd. But well, I, 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 yeah, I couldn't get into that blueprints and stuff yeah the next one is of him looking at uh the million falcon set that's being built mm-hmm. in some giant warehouse building uh the outside of it uh the next shot is him is him walking around it with the pieces around and then the ramp but now the millennium falcon isn't in the warehouse it's like outside somewhere mm. which i assume is meant to be on octo octo Ach, two. Ach, two. I can't remember the fuck. What's? I, I, I've been corrected multiple times. I think it's Ach, Ach, two. Ach, two in it. I've always thought it was Ach, two. Ach, two. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with Ach, two. Let's go with that. Yeah. So then he's like walking through the hallways and he's being like, "Oh my god, you know, fucking, I'm in the Millennium Falcon." Like any of us would be. Holy shit. Uh, he's laughing about it. Uh, the next scene is him sitting. Next scene, next clip is him sitting in the. What would you call that? Like the meeting, living room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the living room of the. Movie the living dog. room. The, the living room. There. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a. There's a photo also, that's coming up here that I'm looking at mm. now. That the folks at Star Wars Underworld, I think, uh, what's his name? Something Hart. But Star Wars Underworld, they they confirmed that the lighting, the buttons behind Ray, are from the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And it shows her laughing, and in front of her is Oscar Isaac, Poe Dameron. So it kind of confirms that they have a scene together. On the Millennium Falcon. Poe Dameron and Rey. So when would this happen in the movie? That's that's a crazy thing, right? To think about. Well, this is this this must be. Do you see the photo I'm looking at? Like, cause that... as we know now, Poe and Rey haven't really met on screen fully. Like they haven't had a conversation, right? In the Force Awakens. Mm. Yeah. Like we assume they did at the Resistance base. After Starkiller Base was destroyed. Yeah. Because they rescue her. Um, but otherwise, 
they don't really have a relationship. So her laughing like this, I don't know if it's in the mo- in the movie or not, but I'd be interested to see if anything, any spark happens well, between yeah, them. Yeah, yeah you, you think you think that that would imply they would be, wouldn't you? Yeah. That there's that. What would you think? There's a phantom out there. There's a Finn um, Poe thing going on, which is fine. But now there's like this pops up, and it's like, ooh, maybe a fucking Ray Poe thing could happen too. Yeah. Yeah, but that wouldn't that be towards? You'd think that would be towards the end of the movie because that, that would would that not tie in that Ray Poe and whoever are going to go and get Snoke and going to try and... Because it looks like she's wearing that... Um, you know, oh, in the that, trailer when that, yeah, when she's bending that, back and her hair's... Because her hair's longer, in type, isn't it? So yeah. There's no scar on her, though. There's been a scar somewhere in these photos. In the, right. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. On her forehead? Anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, so the mm. video moves on... There's a shot of Ryan Johnson looking in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, and Chewie is in there, and he has that fucking feather hanging out of his mouth that everyone thinks is a porg feather. <laughs> like he's eating, he's like he ate a, a porg. I'm beginning to think it's just like on his mic or like some, I don't know. Like I really it's hope definitely not really on. Hope. It's definitely not on the fucking the the window you know people are like ah oh, it's a play of the lighting or it's like a thing like james even said he think he thought it was on the cockpit window i was like i don't know man but this there's no way there's a feather fucking hanging out of his mouth anyway there on. is absolutely i yeah i've got it it, it absolutely a hundred percent there's something there there's something could you imagine that if he <laughs> if he ate one yeah That'd scar some kids for life, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, I, I can see the shot now. That, yeah, there is definitely. That's not on the cockpit window, is it? No. So there's some shots of Ryan shooting and Ray talking, yeah. like loving life. Uh, Ryan showing her how to hold the lightsaber. Then the be- okay, there's the next one. The next really important one is a Finn. Finn's walking there with his Imperial outfit on there in disguise. We got Rose, as we know from the trailer, on his left behind him in her Imperial outfit. Imperial. You know what I mean. First order. Yeah. And then on his back right, we have somebody in another First Order outfit. Mm -hmm. And it looks a lot. Like Benicio. Is it DJ? I know. I wondered that when I saw uh, the behind the scenes video, but everyone I've heard and talked to seems to think it is. Yeah. So DJ, look, who we thought was someone that sells stuff for profit, is now with them on this mission onto this first order insulation star destroyer, what have you, mega star destroyer with them. What do you make of that? Mm. You see, uh, this is not just saying this at this point, but I genuinely, when I saw this and I watched this a few times and I thought, is that, I, I can't, 
I'm not 100% convinced it's him. Are you? Are you convinced? I'm like... I think I'm like 85%. It looks a mm. lot like him. The cheeks. Yeah. See, I... Yeah. But what... Okay, it, so say it is him. What do you mm. think that means? What do you think that means? Is he a... Um, he's got to have some sort of... Um, you think you think he you think he comes around and is like, all right, but I want to help some, you guys. Yeah, but it, is he going to be kind of like maybe like the new Lando, where he's I don't know, maybe he's put in an impossible situation by the first order, but then thinks, oh, do you know what? I'm going to help the resistance now. Do you Ooh. get what I mean? Something. Yeah, like he helps them at first because the first order tells him to. Yeah. Oh, something like that. I kind of hope not because that's a mm. lot like Empire Strikes Back. But that's 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 my train of thought with a lot of this movie, and I kind of. Um, I want I want to hope that maybe he's he's like I'll take you this far, and then I'll then that's as far as I'll go. Yeah. And yeah. then I want my money, kind of deal. That's mm. that's how I'm thinking it. But I I've don't, said, I I don't mean, think it's like he's I there is a possibility maybe he is an officer and he's just bringing him in to, as far as he'll take him. I don't think that is cuz there's so many photos of him as like that ragtag with the trench coat. But that's what I mean. That that that's what I'm saying. He's got to be some sort of whether whether he's similar to Finn in that he he um you know defected from the first order at some point so he's got some sort of grief against them and decides to help do you get you know what i mean like what that it, they find him and he says okay i can get you onto this um mm-hmm. this i'm presuming because i mean what do you think finn and rose are doing there what do you think their mission is uh, i I want to lean towards their like breaking their way onto the the mega star destroyer that you know yeah. Snoke's flagship, and they're going to yeah. destroy it or get to him somehow. I think mm. that's their plan. Yeah, absolutely. That's that was that would be mine. But then DJ knows. But why would he help them? He, has he got some knowledge of it? Does he know? Well, he's a slicer, is... right? Mm. We know. Uh, and he wants money, as mm. we also know. So I I assume he's getting paid a lot to get them. Somewhere but then that would, it would that would be another hand solo type then wouldn't it yeah and then he probably mm. he, and then it, yeah maybe he has second thoughts you see and i've always joined them I'm, on I'm, their good cause yeah i mean i've always said that uh, that benicio had got to be significant in this film somehow so this is where i'm thinking of like he's is he i don't know what character he would be but is he some sort of you know, ex first order defector or something like that who can help these or but is he playing them? Is he actually leading them into a trap? Because we know that Finn's gonna fight Phasma at some point. Right. So is he le- is he leading them to that? In is a giant them- hangar bay. Which mm. you know yeah. people have debated is in the Mega Star Destroyer, but there mm. could be a giant hangar bay in any Star Destroyer to be honest. We could. There could indeed. 
But this definitely looks on a Star Destroyer, doesn't it? Um, well, anyway, so moving on. Yeah, there's okay, other yeah. photos of them filming and, uh, you know, Luke being happy on set and Millennium Falcon getting shot at. Uh, Luke taking the lightsaber and we see, like, the inside of it from the tip, mm-hmm. which I don't think we've seen that close of a shot we get in yeah a movie of that well there uh, is a shot there is a shot of them putting the glove on which looks like the glove from the original teaser trailer doesn't it yeah yep yeah uh so, i don't know so mm. well i think film for filming purposes wearing the glove is probably easier <laughs> yeah oh yeah having a mechanical hand the whole time but that was yeah but the one where he's looking at the book in the original teaser trailer and that, that glove goes across. I mean, we always thought it was Luke, but that to me now is confirmation that it is his hand that goes across. Um, yeah. So that, okay, so, so then we got a shot of her uh, fighting with her staff, with the staff mm. that she's had in the in the Force Awakens on Jakku. And, yeah. and the costume she's wearing is definitely not she's wearing, not the one that she's wearing on Crate or, you know, like the later one. Where she's got the tabards crossed, yeah, across the front. Um, I think it's in training. She's well, that's a training staff. shot. But well, but that looks like she's. It looks think, like that's around the pool, isn't it? Because she's all wet. So she's that's wet. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, it makes. But why? You think she'd be training <laughs> with with the lights? Didn't that sound wrong on every level? Daisy Ridley's wet there. Uh, <laughs> on every correct level, yes. <laughs> Yeah, so then it shows Ryan talking about how he loves it. Okay, so now we move on to a scene that I want to talk about. So there's a, it shows the Millennium Falcon with blue screens around it. And there's a glow of like firelight underneath it. Uh, And some people are saying, you know, there's a fire down there and Chewie's there and Ray is there. That's what they're they're saying. We don't see it in this. Mm. But we know Chewie is at a campfire underneath the Falcon. So people are saying that the scene at the end of the trailer is her talking to Chewie. Yeah, that... Would that make sense to you? Yes. That's what I want to believe. And that's Mm. what I think it is. But I can't fully commit because I'm not, you know, we're not 100% sure. Uh, this, The end of the trailer has Kylo with so many embers around him. And then there's none around Ray. It makes me skeptical about that. Mm. Uh, but this would make sense. Having her with Chewie, talking to Chewie even, and getting advice from him about like what path she should take that would make perfect sense yeah i would love that because that we've we said that they're definitely two different scenes at the end of the trailer well so it's not definite i think so Uh, not definitely well you think it's definite but i don't think it's that definite because the lighting's kind of similar but i think they did it on purpose also when he brings his hand up are we 100% sure it's his hand? 
Could it be Luke's? Luke's wearing dark stuff, but it's no, that's usually his, not that clean. Yeah, no, that's Kylo's hand. At the so, end of the trailer. So if it's not Kylo with Ray, well, who's he offering his hand to? Hmm. Right. That's the other question. People are saying, "Oh yeah, it's not that. Yeah. It's not him, oh, her. But, He's oh. a, but like, why would he do that then?" But, but and that's what brings that... me up. That's what brings up my other thing. Like Luke is obviously wearing a glove on that hand, and that hand has a glove on it. So, is it really not Luke? I don't think we can hundred percent say. I mean, he he could have a different costume, but I mean. Mm. The costume in that scene in the trailer is a pretty crisp, clean, black outfit. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure it's Kylo's. I mean, I'm not big on cosplay with Kylo, so I don't really know for sure. I know James is. (laughs) Yeah. But I... I, I, Part of me wonders as well, because we've had this... Maybe that Kylo shot. Was that just added for the trailer? Was that just shot for the trailer? Oh, yeah, and that's the other thing. Any of these scenes could have been. Is that is that going to make it into the... You know, because you're absolutely right. Who would who would Kylo be offering his hand to there? You know, the only one... Would it be Leia? Would it be Leia? Would it be... Yeah, you don't know. It could be in, a, like, a force communication that, or a flashback. Imagine... It could be a bunch of things. But I don't <laughs> think it would be a flashback because he has the scar. Well, yeah. the scar in healed mode. That clip, but then the, the clip I'm talking about with his hand being raised doesn't have his face in it. No. So you don't know mm. if that's even Kylo, 100%. No. Okay, yeah. Well, anyway, the, so the video goes on. It shows Leia. Oh, I love it. Leia, uh, Leia comments on fucking Ryan Johnson, and it's awesome. Mm. Everything she says is gold. She's yeah. like... Agreed. What does she say? She says, um, he has flaws, but I haven't found them yet. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about Ryan. <laughs> oh, it makes you just want, like, like more confident in Ryan Johnson. Mm. Oh, God bless Carrie. Cause, cause, like, yeah, because Carrie's on. It's Gwendolyn on as well, isn't she? Gwendolyn Christie, she's on and everything. So. Yeah, she talks too. But everybody seems to be... Oh, on board. Behind Ryan, don't they? Yeah, yeah. this is what I mean. It, oh, it's just... And then yeah. Rose, and he's talking about the sets being built, and then being built versus walking to them after they've been built, and how awesome it is. Mm. Like, he, he just keeps constantly, like, being like, okay, I'm working, doing my job, and stepping back and be like, holy shit, I'm in Star mm. Wars. You know, like, it's just back and forth. Uh, they show the father, the freaking on Canto Bite, I think. The, yeah. Uh, the horse. Yeah. Like creature. Yeah, that's it's giant though. Do you see how big it, looks it is? Huge. It well, looks in this scene, huge. you show the people off, like the the yeah the set people to the side, and they're like half the size, the height. No, even less. Yeah. Like uh, yeah, uh, two fits. Could, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like its head, isn't it? The size. Head, yeah, yeah. Sort of there and everything. And you just think, wow, that's. I mean, I know that's probably going to be a quite. Yeah. That's a giant scene, but it's huge. Yeah, absolutely huge. So the next, Um, the next image, unless you have something more on that father, do you? Nope. Nope. So the next image is Ray standing in Snoke's throne room. You see, I like this shot. So you got the red around. You got the Praetorian guard 
unmask in the background. Without there. his helmet, there. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. She's standing in front of a a circular. People are calling it a mirror. I mean, it's not a mirror in this, but it's like a glass, see-through circular it looks thing. Like, it looks like the thing from two thousand and one, does it? Looks yeah. like hell. From, yeah. Uh, so there's speculation because there's been a toy somewhere that shows that same thing but with lightning in it yeah like within that mirror i think starwarspost.com pasted uh post this thing about it if people want to look it up i saw that yeah um but the max palace is the guy that does that he speculated that in the aftermath trilogy the book series in the first book that uh um, it was mentioned that dark side characters, one of the um, emperor's right hand men, were still alive and talking, and saying that the dark side people can can harness the force energy of others to stay alive. So he was speculating that this might be a contraption that helps Snoke stay alive yeah. because he's so old. What do you See, think is, about y- that? Yeah. Yeah, well, that, well, that it almost feels like something like he was wait, he, like he was waiting for something to come up for him to say that, but yeah, still, like it looks, is, it sounds this, awesome. I mentioned this before about two weeks ago when I did one there. This would make absolute sense to me because it, it, I, I still think that the Snoke backstory is going to be told in a new trilogy or something because he's something's got to be keeping him alive or has brought him back or something. So this makes perfect sense to me. And I thought that looking at this, because this shot is brilliant. I think this is like going to be the climax of the film. Cause obviously raising the, 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 the throne room, Snoke's throne room. And yeah, that, that to me makes sense. And I hope they do that. I really do. It sounds awesome. I mean, yeah. Because Snoke, you can tell by Snoke, he's, you know, he's he's old, he's ancient, he's battered. Something's brought him. So, if, so if the listeners are wondering, it's in a Hasbro BB-8 Mega playset. Mm. That's where you see the the Snoke's throne with that exact like mirror th- mirror thing, the glass thing, but it has like lightning in it and like a blue background. Yeah. Hmm. And it's just, yeah, so intriguing. Because and, and, obviously it's, it's definitely Snoke's throne room with the Praetorian guards there and everything. And Ray, that's obviously the scene where he's Ooh. torturing her later on. I have the quote here. Mm, go on. So, uh, Yupe, Emperor Palpatine's formerly advisor, Yupe or Yupe, I'm not sure. He says... Did you know that Sith Lords could sometimes drain the Force energy from their captives, siphoning life from them, and using it, using, using it to strengthen their connection to the dark side, mm. extending their own lives as well, so that they could live for centuries beyond their intended expiration? And then, yeah. Pope, and then uh, Wedge says, "You fancy yourself? I think it's Wedge, right?" So yeah, Wedge says, yeah, "You fancy Wedge, yeah. you fancy yourself some kind of wizard?" And the man says, "Hardly. I am Teshu, merely a historian, an eager student of the old ways, mm. and until recently, an advisor to Palpatine." 
Oh, yeah. Makes you wonder, why would they bring it up? Yeah. Yeah. But this isn't the... Oh, God, this is where it gets... I've got to remember what I've read and what I haven't... Isn't there it. somebody... Isn't there an ancient Sith Lord that could do that, that could drain the Force from other... Um, well, the Bane thing isn't, right? That's just a transfer no. life force to another, no. right? So it's yeah. not Bane. I don't... I can't think of... Was that a Night Sister <sighs> thing? No, no, it was... It's, a, it's an old EU book, and I'm sure there's like an old Sith that was that could drain the Force from other um, to make him strong. I don't, I can't, I, do you know what? I can't remember. I can't remember that. So, yeah, um, I can't remember. I'm sure there's somebody who can gain. That, that's why I thought my theory was always that Snoke would be something like that. Would be an old, you know, an old Sith that was somehow now could harness the force powers to get himself stronger again and that's what he was doing he was and then his backstory will be told in a new trilogy or something Mm -hmm. um which going from that quote that you've said and everything else does seem to be the way it is and i hope it does i really hope it does do that we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago so um well anyway I, i i just find that I think it's brilliant. I'm just thinking they're going the right way. Hopefully they will. If that yeah, it yeah, yeah, it would to me. Yeah, it would be amazing. Yeah. Um, uh, so let's let's move on to the images. So it shows Poe sliding out of the way of something. It looks see, like I'm loving, like, looks I'm like loving. one of those ski speeders like crashing. Yeah. So he's sliding into a trench, and the trench thing is great. Like like it reminds me of World War One, World War Two, and the trench warfare kind of stuff, and even well, even the Battle of Hoth. Because they're in trenches. Well, I'm loving some of the crate scenes. They look like they could be amazing. With the red? Oh, yeah. The red, like, like rock and soil. I yeah. love that little shot. I think it's in the the first behind-the-scenes video when there's just, like, a load of that red powder that gets blown everywhere, like some sort of explosion or something, mm-hmm, and they get mm-hmm. covered with it. I think it's it in adds, this one as well. Yeah, it definitely adds drama to, like, anything that would happen. Yeah. And then obviously, I think the Falcon scenes are through there as well. It just looks, it looks like that could be absolutely stunning on film. You know, just just watch that. Um, all what is that just, alien in front of him? That looks like the. Hello, Asti. Yeah, from the pilots from Force Awakens. Doesn't it? Yeah. Let's see here. Yeah, it does. It definitely is. It is. It, it is. Yeah. Is that is. one? Do you think that's yeah. him or just another? Yeah. Yeah, I if you go him. to the one shot with the speeder, and that's him. That's, that's totally him. Him. Yeah. Yeah. So we got Elo Asti in the trench as yeah. Poe is sliding into it. Fuck yeah. Mm. Nice job, Kev. It's good. Mm. And then we got more. I love filming. And then okay, so Finn, that back to thing he was in, or the healing. That looks. More primitive than I thought it would. You mm. think he'd be in the floaty back to tank? You see, right? Not that, not if that, you, like if you bubble that, thing. Yeah, but doesn't that shot look like something out of Alien? You know, yeah, the, um, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like the the latest one. The, the, even yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like the, the the sleep chambers that they're in, like that will lift up and 
it wake from a sleep or something. So, yeah, I've got to be honest. Yeah, you think, you know, all the back to stuff that's been throughout Star Wars, it'd be in a floating tank or something like that. But this just seems to be, that to me just looks like a, a Ridley Scott shot. That does, doesn't it? Like, um, yeah. <clears throat> something from one of the alien movies or something like Covenant or Prometheus or something. So, um, that's going to be at the start of the movie, isn't it? I think, obviously. Um, we, got a, we got a nice shot of the MacBook, of a MacBook being used. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. We're not yeah. being paid by Apple, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I wish we were. I wish we were. Yeah, I wish. I also don't <laughs> like Apple. Android ah. for life. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, a bunch of more shooting shots. Ray laughing. Daisy Rad laughing, I guess. Uh, the... Nice shot of Snoke's throne room. Okay, so I heard this on Rogue One podcast this past week. Uh, Snoke's throne room is red, apparently. Mm. I mean, apparently, according to these shots we're seeing in the trailer. So it's it must be like movie footage. There's a background of red, but also his guards are red. Does that seem like a logical choice no, for like not, not colors really. in a film? Like, like you're going to have uh, characters in a shot that are the same color as the background? That doesn't make much sense to me. No, it doesn't to me, to be fair. No. Because normally you you need a contrast, don't you, or something, or something yeah. like that. But, that's why um, there's no blue squadron in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that exactly right, it. though? Like I, felt, mm. I feel like I heard, or green squadron. Green Squadron would be, wouldn't it? And, yeah. Well, there's the Blue Squadron dies on Scarif. Well, I was going to say, all the Blue Squadron gets wiped out. So I assume one, it was so, blue screen. So, yeah. So that, the Jedi. Yeah. But, yeah, that, that, it's a bit of a strange... But, to be honest, though, now I don't think they... With the cameras and the technology now, it's probably nothing now, is it? Probably... Um, yeah, it's probably easy to fix or easy to sort out, so I don't see that as an issue. But yeah, I always thought, you know, maybe I don't know, maybe if the throne room was red that they'd go for like white Praetorian guards or something to you know, or something like that or I I do feel like black. well they're going for red in this movie, obviously. They the are, there's a lot of red, isn't it? There's a lot of red um, in it, yeah. Obviously with Crate and then You'd think they would stay dark with the background, right? Yeah. Or, or even gold. Just go fucking gold. Well, I guess he's gold. But uh, something. You can't go white. Done it before. Or their, stor- their, their stormtroopers are. Yeah. You can't. I mean, red's pretty much been done, I guess. Mm. Why but yeah, I, I thought that was a strange one. I've got to, yeah. I will say in, in the Phasma book, um, what's his name? Uh, Hux's dad there. Brendel oh, Hawks. Brendel Hawks, yeah. Yeah, he, he oh, puts he puts uh what's his name in the red armor, Cardinal in the red armor and says mm. this signifies power. Yeah. Red signifies power, which it does. Mm-hmm. So that's Well that why. ties in with the Sith that ties in with the Sith thing anyway. Yeah, well anything. Yeah. Power. Yeah. And I think yeah. I think that's why they're going red with this whole film. It's showing Yeah. Uh, First Order is fucking powerful, and watch the fuck out. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm loving it, loving the color contrast of it, the red things on it, so... Yeah, I just um, don't know about the red on red. 
But anyway. No, I agree with that. That, that I totally, totally agree with that. It does seem... Um, it does seem a strange choice for a filming point of view if you're going to have... Um, if you're going to have the red background and then the red guards, because they're going to fight as well, aren't they? I think we've seen. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've seen pro- we've seen Ray like practice with them training them with that. That's on the yeah. first video, isn't it? When she's. Um, All right. I, I think I, she's I, in trouble. Let me throw let me throw something at you here. The, the Taiwan translation of the first trailer. Hmm. How uh, nerdy! Are we, how nerdy are we getting now when we're going to a Taiwanese so that, <laughs> interpretation of something? That's amazing. Yeah. The uh, the the part where Snoke's talking about the raw power. You know mm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's a feminine thing. So like, they people are speculating he's talking to Ray because of it. Yeah. I've always thought he was talking to Ray on that anyway, which oh, would make sense. Okay. Yeah. Well. But, he, but I still but think dialogue, it can go either the way. Dialogue, isn't the dialogue that when I found you? So that's always the interesting one to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So what what's he getting at with that when he's saying when I found you? Well, I'm not gonna say it's I'm not gonna say it's Ray because when the last Jedi teaser came out, uh, or poster or whatever. Mm-hmm. The French, I think it was French. France had had the uh, translation as plural. Yeah, yeah. And then Ryan Johnson has now come out and said it's Luke. Mm. But then, but I always, I always. But then it can change. I mean, it starts out as Luke, obviously, right? Mm. But it can change. It could have a double meaning, couldn't it? It yeah. could have a double meaning. Yeah, you can say it's. You can say it's Luke, and then it changes. Mm. Anyway, let's Agreed. move on. Yeah, agree. Uh, but I mean, the, the the scroll in the Force Awakens says Luke, the Last Jedi, which I always thought, well, it is going to be singular. And Ryan Johnson has almost said, yeah, it is. But once again, is that to deflect from something else or anything like that you know like you said it could have a double meaning it could be that ray is or it could be something else but i don't know mate. i mean it's all speculation isn't it but mm-hmm. i right. do love that dialogue with the with in the in the trailer that that you know it's the raw so intriguing power. That. yeah raw. okay when's the last time but, andy circus has said raw on a movie yeah and wriggling Lord of the Rings, baby. Lord anyway. of the Rings. Uh, but doesn't but going so this to me then because um, are we going to talk about the Adam Driver dialogue and the Adam Driver interview? Oh, of course. We're getting to there. Hold on. Right. So yeah, a couple things before that. Filoni has said to debunk debunk your theory that you want to happen. I feel like mm. I've heard you say it. Go on. <laughs> Ezra's not Smoke. Snoke. No. Snoke. Did I say Smoke? Snoke. No, I thought Ezra might be DJ. Oh, that's what I'm remembering. Sorry. Sorry. Mm. I apologize. I feel like you yeah. said he could be Snoke, though. I might have done that to take the piss <laughs> and just cover my bets to everybody and say, he's, you know, Ezra's going to be Snoke. He's going to be... I, was, I, I thought they might tie Ezra in with DJ or something like that. That makes more sense, but doubt it. 
I didn't um, think he'd. I didn't think he'd be Snoke, but I might have just said that to to take the Mickey and say. Well, especially after I'll the most that. recent uh, Rebels episodes, yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna see him. Mm. Post Return of the Jedi. Uh, no, I don't right. either. All right. So, per IO nine, Filoni was interviewed. And Ezra he hinted that Ezra had no connection to the newer movies. So mm. not Snoke. Also, per making Star Wars, he heard from a list, a reader that there were these cups being dispensed, which it also is confirmed by the latest poster, I guess, with Luke holding that blue lightsaber. Mm-hmm. So another thing that we're like, well, what the fuck? Like, like, and he's mm. holding it like in a fighting stance. Like, come on, yeah, what's going in a on? False pose. So let's move on to Adam Driver's quote you were talking about that you sizzled. Mm. Do you have it in front of you? I don't have it in front of me. I do. Hang on a second. <laughs> Let me just get this one up. Because... Because <laughs> you don't have it in front do of you. Do you? I, I do, because I've, I've got the Making Star Wars just uh, bit up. We so. love Making Star Wars, by the way. No, it's all a, the good shit. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. So... Um, was it for GQ he's done this for? Um, yes. Mm. So he's spoken to GQ magazine recently, um, which um, he's given an interview about The Last Jedi and so on and so forth. Now, so this is a quite a big possible spoiler, isn't it? Could be. So, yeah, could be. So, he, he, so if, he talks- if you don't want any... Spoilers for the next movie. Skip ahead fucking like two minutes. Because this might be pretty telling of Ray's background. Mm. Possibly. Uh, It might be longer than a minute. (laughs) Because I think we might have a lot to say about it. But uh, forewarning. Here you go. All right. Go ahead, Cap. Okay. So he talks about his character, about Kylo. And he just basically, to sum it down, he just says he's a vulnerable kid who doesn't know where to put his energy, but when he puts his mask on, suddenly he's playing a role. JJ had that idea initially, and I think Ryan took it to the next level. So, spoiler warning, he then says, quote, you have also the hidden identity of this princess who's hiding who she really is so she can survive and Kylo Ren and her hiding behind these artifices. So, Ed. Mm. All right. Ollie, brother and sister. Well, okay, let's let's bring the listeners in. So, for the listeners, Princess. we, according to Star Wars lore, uh, royalty is a big deal for mm. planets. So, like, there's there's been some... They call them, what, ancient houses? Ancient houses, yeah. That have royalty. Kings, queens, princesses, and such. And Alderaan was one of these. Mm-hmm. As well as some others. As If, if you want to read more about them, there's some more in Bloodlines, right? Yep. The book. Uh, so, this... Mentioning so Adam mentioning the hidden identity of this princess could 
play into this. So it could play into Ray being royalty. Ooh. Absolutely. And obviously everyone's going to look to like fucking all the like Leia cuz she's a mm. princess, queen, whatever, you know. But to <sighs> me I've I've always thought and um, bizarrely me and Gemma were talking about this on Saturday when we were talking about when when you watch the Force Awakens Han and Leah know who Ray is. I don't know. I, I do. don't know. I I think I think that it's significant a lot of the time that goes on. So I'm starting to think my theory is obviously that um their brother and sister she's a she's a princess they hid her away and that's the way this film's going to go because one of the uh, telltelling uh, quotes from Carrie Fisher is I think it's on the first behind the scenes video when she says it's about family um Star Wars is about family mm. and this is now, I think, because I think I think the fans have made more of a big deal than Ray's identity than what I, the initial script was going to be about. So, yeah, it's just going to be like, oh yeah, it's Lay's daughter, like yeah. last daughter, like whatever. Moving on. Yeah, I was going to be like, what? It, We've been like be speculating for years. Yeah, I know there might be something to that that, that Kylo and um. And Ray are related. They're obviously brother and sister. She's had to go into hiding. That Leia put her there, um, or handed, or something. Because I, I just think when you watch the Force Awakens, that um, they know who she is. Yeah. Watch the Force Awakens again, start to finish, and it's you know Leia and Han know who she is. You I know, still don't. I, maybe, I, I, I sit on the other side. I sit on. I I sit back. I lean back. I don't. <laughs> I don't lean into. I don't lean yeah. into what they want me to believe. I lean back. You know. I I, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, still yeah. think it's possible. It could be anything. So I I, mm. I don't know. I don't know. You could, else, then, if you think about you think it, if it? you think yeah. about it, and you look at the scenes that you're talking about. It could technically still go the other way. Mm. It could, but with that little thing there, um, I mean, I this think... this is definitely a mark in your camp for sure. Yeah, yeah. But is he doing that deliberate? Because Adam Drive has been pretty Good. shrewd, yeah. yeah, with everything. And I'm thinking this is really quite a bizarre. Um, thing to just drop like that I mean other than that I can't see who else I mean there's all the speculation is she a Palpatine you know but that wouldn't make her a a princess so yeah to me this is this was an unbelievable quote I just think wow this that's blown everything open there yeah who else else do you think it could be any ideas any thoughts oh my goodness I mean, it could just be figurative. Princess. I think princess could be like, you know, she's really important. And she's 
gets what she wants kind of deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's yeah, just, that, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. Is that just like a figure? Not necessarily that, yeah. blood related. Mm. Yeah, I wonder too. I wonder too. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, uh, oh, but this, it's more this... blooming speculation for us. <laughs> Bloody idiots to talk about, innit? Oh, so bloody idiots. Yeah. I need to say that more. Bloody fucking idiots. Bloody idiots. So, yeah. So, (laughs) but yeah, this one was, when I read this one, I was like, wow, that's, you know. And this is me reading this who wanted to remain spoiler free. It's your (laughs) fault. It's you and James, you fuckers. It's like, I'm like, I don't. I want to tell the listeners and you. That when you met us at Celebration, your life changed. <laughs> yes, Ed, for the worst. We pulled you bloody... into the dark side. I did. I was See, I was ticking along nicely on the light. And... You're like, ah, eh, fuck spoilers. I don't want to hear <laughs> I'm not anything. doing spoilers. I'm not doing spoilers. And then I'm like looking at everything, just going, <laughs> wow, oh, look at that. Oh, she's doing that. He's doing that. Look at that video there. I'm going to get that there. And I'm like, oh, no. I've been corrupted. I've been corrupted. Suck it all um, in. Suck it all in. Uh, So, we can talk about Rebels coming up. I know you didn't watch the latest Rebels. Nope. Um, We'll just do a quick review on it. Or I will, because I saw them. So, it was a two-part thing. The first one was The Occupation. I think it was one of the best episodes of rebels because it showed lothal fucking lothal occupied by the empire uh ezra and sabine went into went up to a bar that they thought was like the anti-empire bar like like oh we'll find some friends here and they go in and like the bartender was a former pilot in the empire like like a good, and there were like officers walking around, a couple stormtroopers, and like the stormtroopers are walking around Lothal, like the city they were in, capturing and like walking up to anybody walking around, like you're past curfew, what's your, where's your identification, all that shit. Like it was legit empire controlled planet, and it started with them coming out of hyperspace and seeing the planet with like, like. Like, you could tell, looking at the planet, the explosion, not explosion, but, like, like like weird pollution and shit in the clouds. So, shit has Ooh. changed on Lothal. Ooh. Uh, That's... Yeah. So, they they get down there paying some third-party Devoronian, sorry, and he gets some transport there. They have no way off the planet, though. They get sent there by they get sent by their they get sent there by the alliance and uh, to to uh, scout out the those tie defenders. Okay, yeah. I love it. I loved that episode, the occupation. It was good. Uh, Just so two part of them. Yeah, it's a two part of the next one was flight of the defender. I forgot to I forgot to say it, but before this review, I was going to say that we're changing the way we do Rebels. We're not going to go through every episode saying how it went, like yeah. the plot. I just want to give my review. So this is my review with spoilers of Rebels. 
the last two episodes, la- last two episodes, without me saying this happened, this happened, this happened, even though I'm kind of saying it already. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going against your own rules. That's what you're saying. A little bit, a little bit. The rules that you made up, you're now going completely against. But so usually, makes, yeah. The la- I mean, if you, if you've, as you've heard in the last couple episodes i've had qualms with rebels like mm. it's just like what the fuck were they thinking yeah. but this one this first part of these two i had no qualms with i watched it it was great it 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 almost reminded me of like nazi like like takeover of countries like you walk into a bar and you kind of avoid our nazis and when you see them in public and stuff you like stay away from them and shit like that like i'm i'm basing this on movies i don't fucking really know obviously mm. but uh it's it's a sad time for lothal it's a very sad time and they're trying to get to Ryder, their contact the rebel contact there um and they get to him through like the sewer system and then the next ep- the next part begins which is called Flight of the Defender, and they encounter Thrawn, which is cool. Yeah. He literally confronts them. So they they sneak up on, on where the TIE Defender is being tested, and, right. and Thrawn arrives to see how the results are. But uh, Sabine is trapped. She's, like, in the TIE Defender, like, trying to get the flight recorder for, for the Rebels. She's like, oh shit, Ezra, distract him, but he can't. Um, and Thrawn just stands there and shoots at the TIE Defender with his blaster pistol as it flies by. That doesn't seem like a Thrawn thing to me. Mm. Like like his, his right-hand man's like, dude, get down, get down. And, and Governor Price is there. Love Governor Price. She's great. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Uh, they're like, get down, get down. And he just stands tall and shoots and shoots and obviously doesn't do anything because he's shooting a blaster pistol at a starship. Anyway, and then they crash and Ezra does his thing with the animals and they get out of it. Like he finds, <laughs> he, finds he finds like the loth wolf and and but it, they, oh, I will say the animals he sees no one else sees. Just kind of okay. cool. I think it's a little bit better. Mm. So it kind of makes it more foresee. Yeah. So we'll see how that ends up. You weren't happy then with the Thrawn parts to it, the treatment of... It just didn't seem yeah, right. Yeah, no. Yeah, Thrawn... If... if if Unless he just knew they were going to miss somehow. But, like, come on, really? Like, he yeah. stood out on the tarmac and just, like, stood up, pointed his pistol at Sabine and Ezra in the TIE Defender and just started shooting with his blaster pistol. Right. And they sure flew by. I've not seen it yet. But yeah, yeah, yeah. They flew by shooting at him, and he just stood there. Everyone mm. else was ducking and running. Like, ah, it doesn't seem like a Thrawn thing. Thrawn seems. It doesn't. More... No, I mean, I've not seen the episodes yet. I'm not caught on those ones yet. I've seen the. I've only seen the Heroes of Mandalore yet, so um, I need to catch up on them. But yeah, that it seems a strange thing for Thrawn to do, considering his backstory and everything that. Yeah. Um, well, the, the biggest the biggest thing I thought from it was the Loth Wolf that he was talking to and communing with. Yeah. Loth Wolves have not been seen on Lothal in hundreds of years. Wow. Okay. 
So that's why he was like, did I really see one? And then mm. he rode one with an unconscious Sabine to safety. So we'll see how that ends up. That, yeah, but then no cool. one else has remembers it. Sabine doesn't remember it. She's like, I don't remember any animals or any, mm. you know, like, like it's just Ezra that remembers it. And Kanan's like, I, I believe you, you know. So he talks to Kanan about it then? Yeah, at the end, yeah. Yeah. And but they all live. Just, no one dies. Yeah. Just so you know. Oh, no one <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Ezra's still alive, then, is he? Oh, well. Oh, well. So that ends the rebel shit. Mm. I, I liked the first one. The second one was decent. It depends on where it ends up. Yeah, okay. Brilliant. Yeah. And uh, then, like I said, I've got, to, I've got to catch up with, with just those two. It won't take me too long, but uh, with everything that's gone on. Um, yeah. So we got a few emails. Um, but we unfortunately went really long tonight because we talk a lot. That's weird. Yeah. Why would we do that? Uh, <laughs> so we're going to do one of the emails. Um, the first one we got, and it's from a listener, Charlie Sawyer, a buddy of ours. And hey, hey, Charlie. Hey, hey. He says, I have enjoyed you guys talking about the books. And as a result, I want to read them. Which three should I start with and why? <laughs> also, Thrawn is overrated. Thanks. <laughs> Charlie Sawyer. Uh, Charlie, Charlie, you are a superstar, <laughs> and I completely agree. Uh, James was wrong about Thrawn, isn't he? Fucking Absolutely. Thrawn sucks. Yeah. <laughs> He licks balls. I don't so. fully agree with that. But I will say Charlie this one is a good I will yeah. say Charlie's a good man. He's he yeah. works at Walgreens and he's got me some exclusives from Walgreens. Good man. Oh, did he get you the Obi Wan? Um No, he got me the Wedge oh. Funko with Funko, yeah. And the Mace Windu, I think. No. Just the Mace Windu. Oh, brilliant. Oh, thanks for that, Charlie. Thanks for sending that in. Yeah. Ed, three books in. Charlie's awesome. Mm. Yes. Three books. Uh, let me see. Let me think here. It will depend. Are we going... Right, so this is all about opinion. So is this about canon books or non-canon books? Well, I feel like we should recommend canon first. Yeah. And I think EU is kind of like, why? Okay. <laughs> right? Mm. So I think we should yeah. just go canon. Because you need to get to bed. Yes. So my three canons would be I think I would go with Lords of the Sith. Yeah. Have you read that one? Yeah. That one has to do with the relationship uh, between Vader and uh, Palpatine. Mm-hmm. They they go to the home planet of the Twi'leks. And uh, stifle their rebellion there. It is fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I will also preface this with saying that the canon books quite aren't as, like, I'm not, I mean, personally, they aren't as groundbreaking 
as the EU books. I agree with that. You know what I, I mean? They, yeah. they yeah. kind of flirt with it, and they add some cool knowledge bits to it, to the canon, but they're not like, holy fuck. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So don't jump in thinking you're going to get your mind fucking blown. Yeah, because this, this is the tricky part, isn't it? With Because with, I think we should, yeah, I mean... I've got to say, a lot of the canon books that I've read, Catalyst, Rebel Rising, and things like that, they're okay, aren't they? But they, yeah. y- you've absolutely hit the nail on the head. They're not groundbreaking, are they? They're not things that you just go, They're great. Wow. I mean, don't get us wrong. They're great for what they are. But yeah. you're not going to get, like, uh, like groundbreaking shit, like Chewie dies or something. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin J. Anderson. Yeah. That motherfucker. Yeah. God no, damn you. Fuck, yeah. Wasn't a fan of that guy. Anyway. Um, no, I wasn't either. No, not at all. Not after that. <laughs> anyway, come. Yeah. So I would also recommend Lost Stars because it spans before A New Hope through Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. And it, it it follows a chick and her love interest, I guess. Yes. Through um, her experience in the Imperial Academy. And then, you know, friends on the Death Stars and battles mm-hmm. and such throughout what we know of episodes four, five, and six. If you are like not loving the sappiness of love stories then maybe this is this wouldn't be for you um and thirdly phasma just because it's it's badass yeah because you find out how she was raised as like a tribal fucking living in nuclear fallout wasteland you know what I'm talking about? Like like desert well, and shit and she's yeah. living and fucking like there's no way you can beat her. There's no way Finn beats her. Unless he has See, the force. I, I, that's one of my picks as well, Phasma. I think we're both I think I'd, I'd pick yeah, I think I'd I'd definitely pick Phasma with same as you. I think that was a great novel. Um I did I love the Lords of the Sith one. I think but then it, it it's quite difficult because it depends on what period. Mm. Um, you see, I was a big fan of Inferno Squad, um, yep. which I thought was terrific. And that's leading on to Battlefront 2 as well. And as a novel, I just thought that was terrific. I really was. Um, it It focuses on sort of the empire side for it so it was quite i remember reading that thinking this is quite um something different because it's generally focused on the rebellion and the rebels characters or the sith or something like that you know vader palpatine so to get a novel focusing on the empire's point of view i thought was great just something quite different and unique so i would i would pick i'd pick inferno squad i'd pick phasma and probably the Lords of the Sith one, same as you. I'd go with those three. I mean, I like the Aftermath trilogy. Did you read that one? Yeah. 
Yeah, but it was nothing. The third one was was uh, if you're gonna read any of them, you got to read them all because it's yeah. a trilogy. So the so third one, the third one, yeah. Well, the third one was the most groundbreaking for like yeah, like as far as canon knowledge. But you can learn that just talking to us. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, you. I mean, if you're gonna read them, read them all. I mean, this it's. It's fine. The third one's great. The second one's mm. better than the first. The first one's eh. Yeah. Uh, but they do lead nicely into. But if you want really good, good novels, I mean, obviously Rebel Rising is good. Yeah. Um, I felt like Rebel Rising was another, not like day in the life of, but like kind of, like yeah, a month, I agree. A I month agree, in yeah. the life of. Yeah. Or so. I mean, it was the same. I don't know what you felt about Catalyst as well, but I just kind of thought there was hardly anything exciting okay. in there. If you want to know more about Kyber Crystals, definitely read Catalyst because Catalyst, mm. Catalyst taught you some stuff about Galen Urso's research into it. Yeah, I I liked it for that. I um, liked it. I mean, but this is what I mean. This is what I say. But ones that I really, really, really liked. I loved Inferno Squad. I loved Phasma. I loved Lords of the Sith. Yeah. The others I kind of go just um, read about it, like on yeah. Wikipedia, or Wikipedia. Or yeah, something. you could do. Yeah, I mean, I think you could do that with Catalyst. I think you can do that with Rebel Rising. I think, um, but then again, I'm just going. I love Princess of Alderaan, Leah, Princess of Alderaan. Okay, um, so that leads me to my next comment. Um, if you like reading about politics and like relationships between politicians and and Leia especially because these two books are about Leia. Ooh. Uh Leia Princess of Alderaan shows is it's which we haven't reviewed yet. It talks about her We will her, we will do that. Yeah, yeah, in her teens and dealing with her parents um Bail Organa and her her mo- adopted mother adopted foster mother whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh Brie Bria, Bria, what's her name? Bria. 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 Mm. Uh, and there's a lot. There's a lot of things with that. Bria yeah, and trying to get attention from them while they're busy yeah. forming a rebel alliance, essentially. And then uh, Bloodlines, which is mm. the book, the closest book we have, minus Phasma, to the Force Awakens. Mm. Yeah, and it shows how she deals with tr- not telling Kylo about. Spoiler alert. But not telling, <laughs> not telling Kylo who her father was. Yeah. Which I think is the catalyst to him going to the dark side. Yes. That's a good book. That's a good book. Yeah. So we've not really answered this question, have we? <laughs> oh, we've given some, we've given some recommendations. No, I, I, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Did like, I did like Leah, Princess of Alderaan. There was a lot of... Um, I mean, we'll review it properly, but some nice little bits with Tarkin in it and things like that. Um, mm, yeah, where she she meets Tarkin for the first time and little seeds of the rebellion and stuff. So yeah, that's. But I think just for books, I really loved. I mean, I think we both agree on Phasma. That was terrific, wasn't it? That was a really good book. Yeah, I mean, if you like action mm. and you like like the savagery. That would yeah. come from someone raised like that. Yeah. And how she 
savagely made her way to this like where yeah. she was in the first order. Mm. Like even after she didn't... leaving her home planet, like she yeah. just <clears throat> yeah dominated. But I felt I felt with that book that it was because we knew it felt a really significant book because it, you were learning quite a lot about that. I mean, no disrespect to like Rebel Rising or Catalyst or anything like that. Leah of Alderaan, you kind of knew that backstory anyway, didn't you? Yep. Do you, do you see what I mean? But like with Phasma, we didn't know anything. So when I was reading that and, you know, everything that happened, um, it was just, it was all new and it was all felt fresh. And I thought it was great. I thought it was really, really good. Obviously a relationship with uh, Brendel Hooks and, later on armitage hooks and mm -hmm. you know how she works her way up in the first order and a past from her own planet i thought that was great so yeah that's a strong one for me um as is inferno squad which i thought was great and then the third one could be a choice yeah i love i love layer princess of older and i loved um the lords of the sith so any one of those two so yeah, yep. I'd go with them. Yeah. Did you read Last Stars? No. Oh. I can't I can't comment on that. I have not read that one yet, no. I I feel like you should try it, but I oh, well, yeah. I would yeah. understand if you didn't like it because it's mm. you know, it's Is it is it is it written it's kind like, of a teen Yeah, is it thing, like a teen but it's yeah. not? I don't know. Like if you don't mind the whole like love interest stuff. But didn't didn't you feel that Rebel Rising was like that at times as well? Not you know, really. With, I, I felt didn't, a little, a little bit. Yeah, but not. Yeah. I mean, you're going to read Lost Stars because I'm recommending it to you because okay. I think it's um, like my second favorite one right now. Okay. Phasma. Mm. Okay. Uh, maybe I'll, even I'll my seven. favorite. <laughs> oh, you just changed your mind, look. Oh, I know. I'm thinking about it more. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Last yeah. Stars I liked. I think it's just because it touched on so many different things and mm. like it, it like nostalgia wise touched on so many things in the original trilogy that I was like, mm. shit. Great. Anyway. So mm, the Phasma definite. Um, yeah. yeah. So great. Especially since she's so so lacklustery represented in the in the Force Awakens. If you read Phasma. It'll make you feel better about. But that's that's what I mean. Yeah, that's why I the loved Black it so Series much. Figure. Yeah. <laughs> and you realise that she is kick-ass. That she was supposed yeah. to. Yeah. That she was supposed to be in the film, but then never was explored. But... And you realise that she would never lose a battle to Finn. Absolutely. Yeah, I said that last <laughs> not last week, the week before. If Finn wins in that battle of those two, there is something fucked up it's about that. Bullocks, right? It's bollocks, mate. It's back in complete bollocks. There's no way, no way should Finn be winning in that battle. Because Phasma is fucking oh. badass. She kicks ass. So, well, hey, yeah. Charlie, thank you for emailing us. Thank you, what, Charlie. Uh, thank you. Wayne and Andy, we'll get to your emails next week. Thanks for emailing us. Uh, everyone else, please email us. We will get to you as long as more... <laughs> No other international <laughs> trailers and behind-the-scenes shit drops. I'm, I'm sure we'll get to you next week. We're gonna make. We're gonna be mindful, and we're gonna do another review. We're gonna get to Leia and review that. 
and Phasma, obviously, because we love Phasma. Uh, any uh, closing remarks there, Kev? No. I'd, um, hopefully next week, all three of us will be on at last together. Yeah. That'll be that'll be cool. We need to get all three of us back. But uh, I want to get no. some. I want to get some guests on here too from other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. We're gonna have a good time. We'll 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 have this new segment, this random fact stuff. I mean, are you kidding me? Segment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna love it. It's gonna be awesome, right? I, yeah, I, it's awesome. a great idea. Mm. Um, yeah. So you can reach. I do the. I, I can't do outros, Kev. No. I'm not an outro guy. You can reach <laughs> us at. An email. Email us at scruffypodcasters at gmail.com. Twitter, Hebert, two, at thebert207, at scruffylookinged, no G, at kpg1974, and at scruffypodcast. We are part of the Radio Free Podcasting Network at www.radiofreepodcasting.com, headed by the amazing Patrick Bonfrisco, which we will have on as a guest soon. Yeah, come on, Patrick. What a dude. He is good. Um, and Kev, any closing remarks? No, I already um, asked you I'm that. I'm to say happy Halloween, everybody. Yes, speak to see you next week. I'm wearing my Jedi costume all day tomorrow. Yes, with your fixed lightsaber. My fixed lightsaber. Yes. That's right. All Take right, care, everybody. Take Cheerio. care. Cheerio. May Cheerio. the force be with you. Woo-hoo. This party's over.